Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. You guys, I am so excited because I have a very lovely woman joining me today. Her name is Jennifer Hervitz. And she is a relationship coach, podcast host, a best-selling author. You guys, she is incredible. I am so thrilled that we connected over Instagram. Jennifer, welcome to Getting Cozy. Hi, how are you? Hi, honey. Hi. I have to tell you that I'm so glad we connected. I was stalking you because I think you're like the <laughs> queen of reality TV. So I am so honored to be here, honey. How are you? <laughs> oh, my God. You're my first stalker. I love it. <laughs> you, I clearly do. I stalk you. I think your feed is amazing. I think what you do is amazing. And I think The Bachelor needs to hire you. Oh, my God. You are amazing as well. And I am just so honored to have you. Seriously. Um, we're going to get yeah. all into The Bachelor for sure. But before that, I want you to tell my listeners your incredible story. I want to know how you got into just being a freaking queen of all of this. My God, you have done it all. So tell us how it all began. Well, I'll tell you, I tell my my listeners in my own podcast that, you know, I started my career based on a disaster, which I think is kind of cool for your listeners who have been in the down and out and in the worst place ever. You know, you sometimes you can take lemons and really honestly add some vodka, a little bit of ice, shake it up and you get, you know, you get something fabulous. So mm-hmm. I made more than lemonade. I tell people that my divorce created my career and it really did you know i i was married for 13 years i'm a stay-at-home mom but before that i was a dj and a dance instructor and i gave up my career for my kids which i think a lot of people do and uh especially my age i'm a little bit older i'm late 48 and i think that you know that's that's what we do and so we give up our life for our kids and i never thought ever that I would end up divorced. I thought, you know what? I'll live my life with my kids and my husband and the picket fence and blah, blah, blah. And next thing I knew, I ended up, you know, divorced. And I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And I honestly, when I, I say that I had no idea, I mean, I had no idea. And one day I was sitting there and I said, you know what? I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to write kind of like maybe for me, maybe it'll be cathartic. And I had no idea how to do that. I kind of looked at my 11-year-old at the time, and I'm like, you know, Jonah, how do I, how does mommy start a blog? He's like, oh, my God, mom, go to blogger.com. I don't know. And um, <laughs> I did. I wrote a blog. It was called The Truth Hervitz. My last name is Hervitz. Love it. And it's funny. An agent out in L.A., I live in Charlotte, um, his wife read my blog, and they reached out to me, and they're like, look, we think your story is kind of cool, and, you know, we want you to write a sitcom based on your life. Oh, my gosh. And um, I swear to you, I thought I was being punked. For those of you who don't know what punked is, um, because you're too young, Ashton Kutcher from MTV. And I did. I thought he was kidding. And, uh, you know, six months later, I was shopping a TV pilot out in L.A. And five years later, I'm still shopping it. Wow. (laughs) But it's won some, yeah, it's won some really cool... um, been in film festivals it won the atlanta comedy film festival it won the georgia shorts it's been all around it's awesome i'm really excited about that but yeah so then after the tv pilot was written i wrote two books started a podcast and here i am on your podcast talking to you so long and short oh my gosh that's incredible isn't it amazing how something that at the time i'm sure you're like this is the worst thing could possibly happen to me right right right. just completely changes your life and you are now achieving goals that you probably never even thought you'd have. I mean, it's, it's insane. It's incredible. Yes. It's crazy. And you know, like, I think you think your, your life is going one way and then you have to pivot 
and you have to change on a dime and you have to learn that you can be resilient and you can do it. And I, I wanted to prove to my boys at the time that like I could succeed and I put two feet on the, on the ground and I just got out of bed every day and I said, I can do this. And it was, it was really tough. It was really tough. I also got my uh, divorce certification, coaching certification. So I'm a certified divorce specialist as well. So I coach women and men on how to get up again after you have, you know, after you're divorced. And so that's fun too. But yeah, so that's why I stalk you because you're all into the bachelor and it's like these girls and these guys who are going through this relationship crisis all the time. And um, it's interesting to me. So. Oh yeah. No, it's fascinating. I, yeah. I agree. Gosh. And now do you have a name for the, the TV show for the, for the pilot? <laughs> I do. But you know what? I'm not allowed to say. Oh, you know, darn. I know, I know. It has not been picked up yet. And, you know, it's been shopping. Gosh, Erin, it has been, I can actually say it's called Jen again. It's based on uh, my life. Um, And it's been shopping now for, I can't even tell you, it's been five years, but it has, it's gotten some traction here and there and it's funny and it's quirky and it's um, a coming of age story kind of of me from Detroit. So it's about a Jewish girl that's dropped in Charlotte in the Southern kind of life. And yeah, it's fun. It's cute. I'm excited about it, but you know what? But COVID and everything, it's really been tough. It's been tough the yeah. whole year for everybody. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, my gosh. I want to yeah. watch it. I mean, you've, you've sold oh, me I on it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's cute. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Hard, you know, dating. And stuff, so. would you star in it or they would find um, you know what? actors? I don't think, yeah, actors. They definitely will find actors. We have people in mind. And, yeah, I, I actually probably will. This is so sad. I probably will have nothing to do with it. Mm. I'm hopefully, we'll sell, I'll probably sell it books as well so my first book is called one happy divorce hold the bullshit and the second book is called woulda coulda shoulda a divorce coach's guide to staying married so the tv show the sitcom is actually based on the books all around together so kind of like candace bushnell yeah you know and sex in the city you know she sold the rights and they kind of took a tv show out of it so Yes, but we know her name, so hopefully we'll know your name if that happens, right? I mean, we already know your name because of your amazing books, but now would you, are you able to share kind of what happened in your marriage? Uh, I mean, not too personal, but. of course. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I call on my ex-husband. I call on my husband. Oh, Um, I love that. And this is funny. I tell people, and I talk about this all over the, when I do public speaking, you know, and this is why I love what you do too, you know, with younger people and and the relationship stuff. It's really my jam. I actually, this is crazy. I pulled, I pulled the plug too soon. I tell people, Mm. I, I thought the grass would be greener, the divorce grass. I really thought that things, you know, after 11 years of marriage, I was, you know, the garage door, it like, you know, when the garage door goes up and your heart doesn't flutter anymore. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, I need a better life and it's going to be better. And I want to date and I'm not in love anymore. Well, guess what? Love, it, love changes, right? And you mm-hmm. go through stages of love and no one told me that and no one taught me that. And I didn't have coaches and I didn't have amazing relationship gurus. And I didn't have like, in, when I was engaged, I should have gone to like therapy then with my, with my husband. We should have done stuff pre-marriage so that I knew what was going to happen when I was married. I, I just mm-hmm. thought you're we supposed to be in love forever. Right. Aww. And that's not how it goes. And I had two kids, and I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was jealous that he got to work and, and you know, have a real life outside of the house. And I was, I'd baby poop on me and throw up. And, and trust me, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Those boys were my, they are my life. But, you know, I just thought it was supposed to be different. And guess what? Divorce is tough. And 
it is scary and it's hard. And if you think marriage is tough, divorce is tough too. So it's, you know, you take, it's a choice you make, right? You either choose to stay married and work on it, or you choose to get divorced and you work on it. So my ex and I, my husband, we're best friends. We are best friends. Mm. We co-parent like rock stars. I talked to him three, you know, three or four times a day, but we had to get divorced to be there, to get there because we weren't, we weren't friends when we were married. I didn't put him first. I didn't nurture our relationship. I was a bitch. I was emasculating. I was nasty, but you know what? He wasn't a good husband. So I tell people I wasn't a good wife and he wasn't a good husband, but I was a great mom, best mom. And he was the best dad, but it was too late for us. So I have a Ted talk coming up and it's called what my divorce taught me about marriage because I learned so much about marriage by getting divorced that now I like to help people before they take that leap to say, look, do you really think that that's what you want to do? Because if there's a spark left in your marriage, I'm not saying to stay married. If you're in like an abusive or, you know, emotionally abusive, physically abusive marriage, you got to go, you know, you've got to get out. Right. But if you're getting divorced because your heart doesn't flutter anymore or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the do butterflies. Some work. Do some work. Yeah, the butterflies. Do some work. You know, you can fix it. If you're not having sex, have sex. You know, if you're not, like, there are people out there, like sexologists and intimacy coaches, and we know this, right? Yep. That can help you before, and look, and then after you've done the work, if it's still, you still need to get divorced, go, by all means, live your life. But I'm just saying, make sure you take that real honest look at your relationship before you pull the plug. People always say after my second book, what it could have should it, do I regret getting divorced? And I say, I don't regret it because I wouldn't be where I am now, Mm -hmm. but I sure wish I had someone that said, no, breathe, (laughs) you know? So yeah, yeah. It's interesting what I've learned in the past. You know, I think it comes with maturity too, you know? Definitely. And do you think that, that you had any, um, postpartum when you had your boys? Um, you know what? I don't think I did. I, I just had, my oldest has Asperger's. So I had a high, you know, um, definitely had a special needs little guy. Mm-hmm. And then we tell people he fell off the spectrum because he clearly has no problem now after all the therapy we did. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> and he does Yeah, he's amazing. You would never even know he has anything because we did. I threw my life into him. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like I, I didn't, I mean, he was my, um, my full-time job and I'm okay with that. That's how it has to be. And then my second guy, he had um, horrible stomach issues, like horrible. So I had two really tough kids, which is fine. You know, it's, it is what it is. But there was really no chance for us, I think. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm like we just, we didn't really have a good shot at the beginning anyway. But, I, you know, I think when my kids, I don't know if I can swear, when they came out of my vagina, I was basically like, look, these guys <laughs> come first and you come second. <laughs> right, right. But like that's, that's not okay, right? It's not okay. So It's oh. so funny you say that, though, because I definitely, <laughs> this is going to make me sound like a horrible mother, but. I have no. always put my husband first because I feel no, like you're a great mom, Erin. I want to give you props for you are what I speak about all over the country. I have women raise their hands and I'm like, who puts their kids first? And I'm like, you're all in trouble. Like you are the best mom. <laughs> Do you want to know why you're the best mom? Because by putting your kids second and putting your spouse first, you're actually doing what's best for your kids. 
Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because I I always have put him first because he was here first. I mean, right? Like he was, he was in my life first. And so he's always going to be my priority. And so I'm glad to hear you say that, but I think it it is what strengthens our marriage and keeps it strong. Absolutely. We're celebrating 10 years next month or in April. Oh, yay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, And every therapist will tell you that is the way to do it by showing your kids what a healthy, strong relationship a loving relationship looks like they're going to learn how to be amazing spouses and and have you see what i'm saying so you're doing the best thing you can do for your kids Mm. and every time i say that out loud people are like oh my god you're crazy you have to put your kids first no 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 no. if you want to stay married those kids have to come second oh my gosh i love that thank you so much for saying that and you guys listen to what she is saying put your spouse first (laughs) if you value your marriage you know if you really want to keep and stay in your marriage and I, I honestly, I feel like when you said that you weren't friends with your husband, you know, I think that again is something that's so important that you have to be friends, you know, you have to have that friend um, foundation in the beginning because yeah. you're yeah. not going to love each other every single day, right? But you've got to like no, each other. No. you got to have that, yes. that like at least or else, yeah, I mean, what do you have? So that's just so important. Right. He is my best friend. I always say that happiness is being married oh. to your best friend. I even have a plaque on our wall. (laughs) I love that. And that's what I tell my clients when I'm doing divorce coaching too. You know, I have so many clients that are so mad and so angry and so resentful. And I'm like, look, listen carefully. When you're married, you have to put your kids second. But when you're divorced, you have to put them first. Mm. So that's good. It's very, it's very, that's my thing. So your kids have to come first in a divorce because your egos have to go away. You have to throw them out the door. And so co-parenting, if you don't put your kids first, it can't happen. So One Happy Divorce, my first book, talks about how to have a happy, healthy divorce. And my second book is basically like how to save your marriage. Like, it's just so funny that I can now sit back and say, oh, I got it. You just <laughs> so have like, covered oh, it all. <laughs> it's amazing. I've tried. I've tried. I'm trying to help. But that's why when I see The Bachelor and I'm like, you know, these poor girls, because first of all, the bullying, I listened to your last episode and I was like, oh, gosh, I so agree with you about everything you said. And I love... Katie, you know, she's older, and I think she's just got this maturity, you know, the, that the younger girls maybe don't have yet. And I think with growth and maturity, your amygdala, it's matured, mm-hmm. you've grown into yourself. She just has a little bit more. And I think that the younger girls, they need to grow, you know, they need to grow up a little bit, and maybe the bullying wouldn't be as bad if they were a little older. I don't know. It's just my little two cents in there. I agree completely. But, you know, that's why I tell my clients that come to me for dating, wait, take a deep breath. Don't get married at 23. Wait till you're 30 and they all yell at me. And I'm like, no, 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 just wait. Yes, but, um, definitely. You know. <laughs> and I, I always say, you know, the the women, the girls, they're not women in my eyes, the girls right. that are under, you know, 25, and, and that's being yep. very, being generous, uh, but under 25, yep. they honestly have no business being on that show. So I feel oh like- gosh. Thank pro- you for saying that. They don't, they don't. And I feel like the producers oh know exactly what they're doing. And they're yep, there they for sure drama. Do. They're there to create that that very high school, college atmosphere, like yep. exactly what we're seeing in Matt's season. And sadly, it's overtaking all of the love, all of the love stories, all of the, you know, oh the connections that Matt should be the making. mature love. Yes. Right, the grown-up mature love. Yeah. You are so right. I love that you said that. I was trying to be nice. But I'll tell you this. So there's no. something called a starter marriage. A starter marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And it's actually a real thing. So they're saying that, and, and this isn't everybody, trust me, but like, you know, 
people that get married before the age of 27, their chances of getting divorced are higher, blah, blah, blah. But they're setting these girls up for disaster. Right. These girls under 25, what are they doing? They have to please, they have a whole life to live. You know, I mean, they don't need to be getting married at 23 when, you know, and also how old is Matt? Matt is, I want to say 28 or 29. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, not that there's a, I mean, it's, I feel like there's such a difference between a 23-year-old and a 29-year-old than there is a 34-year-old and a 40-year-old. Do you see what I'm saying? 100%. Like, it's just, right, don't you think? Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's why I really hope the franchise moves in a direction of going older. And, right. you know, <laughs> even though we saw in Claire season what happened. I and she, Yeah, I mean, that, but that's, I think that's Claire. Honestly, I think that was just yeah, Claire, sure. right? So that was also set up for disaster because Taisha was brought in and the production knew that Taisha was going to be brought in. So I agree. I'm being very disheartened by this franchise in general. And I've been very outspoken about it because I have been a fan for so long from season one. So I, yeah, so I just, you know, I'm expecting more. I'm just, you know, things need to evolve. They need to get more mature. They need to be more responsible. They need to have mental health counselors, which they do not. And I don't appreciate that. I'm getting on my soapbox now. I was going to ask you. I don't appreciate that. They used to have... They used to have therapists or, or, or psychologists in the limos or the cars when they left and they, they didn't get a rose. Oh. Do they ever have that? No, I think they just have cameramen. Okay, I, I thought back in the day when, I, when we were watching like the first, like really, really far back, I thought that they had to have psychologists in the, wasn't that part of their thing or no? I don't Am recall I that. I hope that they did. But I, when I interview people that have been on, you know, past few years, yeah. that was definitely not Recently? the case. No, yeah. And and also, okay. but I'm talking about like, I mean, I think I asked Ben Higgins that too, or like if there was okay. a therapist of, yeah. around and he's what, six years ago? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no, right? yeah, they need to have people. They absolutely need to have people. They do. They do. And they need yeah. to have, like you were saying, you know, a relationship counselor for uh, the moment they there. come off yes. the show. Yes, absolutely. And you know what else would be great too? I don't know why they don't do this, but I was thinking about this for you. They need to hire someone like you to be in the house with the girls. <laughs> okay, that is a job for you. We could go together, you and I. But they need to have someone, a relationship coach, that's in the house with the girls so that if they have a problem like they did with like with Victoria the Queen, oh my God, then you oh. could go in and intervene and be like, look, girls, like, do you see what I'm saying? If the girls can't handle themselves, they need to have someone like, how cool would it be to have like a relationship coach on site? Well, do you know what's sad is the producers are supposed to be kind of like that, right? <gasps> oh, no. But they're not. They're doing the opposite. No, they're, they're doing the opposite. They're they're trying to stir up more drama or they're, they're trying to create yeah. more, you know, conflict. So I agree with you, but I don't think the show would ever do that because then you'd have more rational thought in the house. (laughs) They don't want that, Jennifer. (laughs) Oh, God forbid. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's really awful. A lot of people are telling me it's this season is hard to watch. That's sad. You know what? Especially, especially if you have girls. Um, I have two boys, but if my boys, I'll tell you right now, if they ever brought home a girl that acted that way, I don't know what I would do. (laughs) And if you have girls... And you don't teach them to be kinder and more compassionate than those women. I've, if my daughter ever spoke that way to another girl or about another girl that way and I heard them on television, oh my gosh, what would you do? No, I and sadly I would blame myself. Like, how did I... Yeah, me too. Right? Like, how did I raise someone who's going to yes. act like that? Because it's unacceptable. Yes. But you just have to, you just have to wonder, you know... 
because the people that cause drama, this has been said many times, the people that cause drama get more airtime. So I feel like oh. now they're rewarded for causing drama yes. and chaos and being, you know, having conflict. So that really bothers me. They should not be rewarded for doing that at all. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I, you're, you know what, that's exactly, you're right. That's, that's, oh my, I didn't even think about that. Right. They're, of course they get rewarded because it, it gets more, of course, oh my gosh, of course. Like, do you think, Aaron? do you think that they actually kept Victoria longer than, like, Matt, do you think that that happens or no? 100%. Oh, that's awful. 100%. That, that breaks my heart. And that's what past contestants have said, is that they were encouraged to keep certain people longer because of storylines or because, oh. you know, the drama that needed to play out. And that's why you're going to see people like MJ and Jesenia in Paradise. You know what I mean? Yep. That's why yep. you're going to see Noah and Bennett in Paradise, most likely. Yep. They yep. want to have that drama. And it's just, it's a bad look. It is It is setting a very bad precedent and yeah. they need to get away from that. But I feel like they're not going to because they know that drama no. is what, unfortunately, people want to see. But also we want to yeah. see true love and this, like you said, mature love. Yeah. What Matt and Michelle have, that's what I want to see. I want to see that play out. I do too. You know who I really like too is Brie. I love all the Me girls too. that are being their true, genuine selves and not stirring drama and not creating, you know, this excess. But think about it. If you're not getting time, I mean, even poor Abigail. If she thinks that she's uh, going to get more time with Matt by creating drama, guess what? She's going to create some drama to get to see Matt. Right. It's like, it's almost like, pa like what is it, Pavlov's dog? Pavlov's dog, bell, exactly. It's like, right. Even like bad, you know, um, if you kick a dog, it still comes. It's, it's attention, right? Even a bad, right? Yep. I mean, it's like Any awful. attention. It's Any really attention at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any so, attention, bad or good, it's still attention. Right. So it's just, it's upsetting. And, you know, I, I do love the show, but it's at this point, it's kind of a love-hate relationship because I don't like what yeah. they're doing, the contestants, and especially because I've been able to connect with so many of them after they come off the show. Like I've said before, right. they're not the same people. They're not. No, they have been, no. their mental health has been affected. And it's not right. It's just not right. So it's no, upsetting. It's and, you know, that's why I'm kind of branching out to other reality TV shows, because I feel like even though this happens everywhere, I think it's the worst in this franchise. It's awful. I mean, yeah, it's really been bad. It really has. Honestly, any reality TV shows that people want to hear from the cast, like Married at First Sight, you know, those are always really fun. What do you think oh, about I that show? I love it. I've watched every my my boyfriend. And I he will he will kill me for saying this. He, if I he, he's like your mask, Jennifer. You you've taken my you know whatever <laughs> my balls and put them in the fridge. I mean I, they're gone. But um yeah, he watches every show with me, and he was gonna die that I said this on whatever that on your podcast. But we watch Married at First Sight, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Do you think it could yeah. actually work? Like throwing someone into a marriage before they actually well, get to know each other. You know what? It's it's worked with the, I mean, what are they? I think there's like five couples still together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some have children. And you know what? Yes. Now, here's the problem that I have is that they used to show the experts way more than they do now. Oh, okay. Pastor Cowell was on and Viviana and Dr. Pepper, they were on way more often. Now they're just on like briefly and they've oh. added an extra couple. So now there's five couples instead of four. Oh, that's interesting. Which is like... Yeah, so now I can't really, you can't really get to know all the couples as much as you did when mm. there were four because they have more airtime, each of them. Right. And uh, and with COVID, it kind of has messed it up a little bit too. And you know what? 
they're starting to do a lot of the stuff that I think you're saying they're doing on The Bachelor because mm. they used to put, put actually pair people up that I thought were legitimately going to work. This season, they've on, I'm telling you, it's on purpose. They put people together that there's no way it's going to happen. Oh, no. No, yep. no, no. Yep. Yeah, there's no way. They're having problems like the day after the wedding. Oh, no. That sucks. Yeah. Like big problems already. Okay. And there's so- no way if they're having problems. Yeah. We have to talk about this one couple, that, and I just adore okay. the girl. And, of course, I'm not going to be able to remember. It's Luke and – do you remember Luke yeah. and um, the really yes. pretty blonde? Okay. Uh, Luke was the one that um, was, like, I'm Wait. not attracted to you. Like, he, he was always telling her that he wasn't attracted, and she was, like, always crying. Oh. He kept saying that he wasn't attracted to her – to her face would say it. I mean, it was so hard yes. to watch. Do you remember that yes. couple? Yes. Okay. That was Zach and Mindy also. He did the same thing to her. It oh. was awful. See, I and did I not see that. On... I don't awful. think I saw that one. But Luke and Kate. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. So Luke and Kate, that was one of the hardest couples to watch on Married at First Sight. And they basically made her stick it out, I felt. You know, there were a lot they, of times. Where, right? Yes. They, well, the, back in the day, back when the whatever, they used to have to stay. Right. It wasn't until Zach. Yes. It wasn't until Zach and Mindy that Zach literally said to the producers, I'm leaving. I'm not staying here. He actually stayed in a different, he left the apartment. Oh my gosh. It was awful. And he looked her straight in the face and said, I am not attracted to you. I'm leaving. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, well, it was, awful. it was so awful. I felt like Luke kind of led her on too. Like there were times where I think he might've kissed her or something. And then, okay, you're good. But the things that yes. he said, like he, I mean, he had zero filter for one. <laughs> like he did not cookie, like sugarcoat anything. Okay. He said something like, I'm repulsed. I think it was. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was to that point. I so cannot, I'm like, why can't I place them? Oh, and, and when he saw her come down, he knew her before. Like he oh, recognized yes. her. I remember. I remember. I remember. Yes. Yes. He's like, oh, yes. I've seen her at my bar or something like that. So I yes, think I that the, the you know, the people that were doing the show that chose the contestants, I think they knew that. I think they knew that they knew each yes. other. And so they purposely kind of did that. And it was just, it oh was gosh, so it was hard to watch. So hard to watch. That yes. poor girl. He had something like girl. socially off with him. He did. And it was funny. I mean, I thought he was cute. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe he just needs time or whatever. And I was like trying to root for him. But then I'm like, dude, you are yeah, horrible. No. It was awful. It was awful. Really I remember bad. he had like a beard, like that long beard. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Yep, totally. Yep. Now I know. Yes. Yeah. Well, wait till you see this season. Have you watched the season yet? No, I am so behind. Okay. I need to like binge several, probably two or three okay, seasons. Okay, well, you're going to, if you don't like that stuff, wait till you see what happens. Oh, I mean, God. Can't, you can't believe that. Yeah, that's why I think that they're starting to get real, like, it's contrived. Like, you can tell, like, they're placing people and... Oh. It, yeah, and, and yeah, no. Mm-mm. That is really a shame. Yeah. Well, you know, I still yeah. think that Love is Blind got it right. I think that that yes. whole setup was so genius. Um, yeah, genius. Right? And I've I've interviewed Loved so it. many people from that show, and they've all said the same thing. Like, this was so different from any other dating show, and I'm so Aww. happy they're going to have seasons two and three. And yeah, and you can oh. see, I mean, some of the, the couples are absolutely thriving. I mean, they're absolutely like together, happy, planning, you know, their futures together. I love it. Oh, I love that. Okay. You know what I really love is Ghosted. Yeah. Rachel is on the top of my list. You know, it really upsets me. People 
are really, really mean to Rachel. From The Bachelor, Rachel, she hosts it with this other guy who's really cool too, but they are just, anytime I post about Rachel, there are the meanest comments. I literally have to go in and just Why? delete or block everyone. It is awful. I Why don't, are they so mean? They hate her. They think that she just has like an opinion that doesn't need to be shared. And I don't know if it's like wow. a racist thing or if they just really just think that she just, they're always like, shut up, Rachel. You need to shut up. I'm like, wow. <gasps> yeah, it's awful. So I don't, I don't even know. I have to tell you, Jennifer, you have some amazing dating advice. I love, love, loved your dating over 40. I've sent it to so many of my girlfriends. so glad <laughs> I love my it favorite dating. oh so good I'm glad it's so good and you're so funny yeah. I mean I was laughing my ass off but it was so it was be- <laughs> like it was a beautiful mix of just like great information so funny and you know you just it made so much sense so thank you for that and oh, I, I so just glad. I loved it so tell us about your podcast Oh, my podcast. You know what's so funny is that I, talking about pivoting, it's all, it was doing divorce right. It used to be doing divorce yeah. right for two, about two years. And then I realized that um, I'm kind of I'm kind of over divorce. You know, I've been divorced now for six years. And so to still be in that space and to still talk about it all the time was kind of bringing me down a little bit. And not that I don't love to help people that are going through it, um, but my favorite thing to do is kind of help people dating. To, you know, help people to date after divorce is mm-hmm. kind of more of my jam. So then it kind of led me into like relationships in general. So over the, you know, over the holidays and, you know, whatever, I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to change it to doing relationships right. And I had this crazy, I, I, all my thinking, this is so crazy, all my thinking I do in the shower, I actually have a <laughs> notepad. This is so nuts. I have a sticky notepad and a pen in the drawer next to my shower. So if I think of anything, <laughs> I love it. I stick my hand out and I write in the shower. People think I'm nuts. And so I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to change my, you know, I have a podcast coach and editor and he's like, you're nuts, Jen. You're crazy. Don't do it. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and it opened a whole new world to me because right. all of a sudden I could have guests about anything. So I love it. I love it. And so I opened up a younger guest too. So instead of just, you know, people like that are older going, I have like, you know, 30 year olds and 20 year olds and they want to ask about like texting and dating and the stuff that I love. It's awesome. And writing online dating profiles is my favorite because I'm a writer. I can write some really good ones. And, um, so that's just so fun for me. So people reach out and they're like, you know, can you help me with my online profile? I'm like, oh my God, yeah. So, Oh, um, yeah, I love fun. that. Yeah. Well, I have yeah, to yeah. say, I definitely get a lot of questions, especially on my Manic Monday. When I do my Manic Monday questions, I get oh, a yeah. lot of them like, what are the best things to put in a dating profile and things like that. I mean, oh, I have my yes. suggestions, but let us hear yours, please. Oh, I would love to. I would love to. Yeah, there's some really cool new ideas that I've been like, it's funny because I feel like everyone researches each other's stuff and like you learn from other people mm-hmm. and then you repurpose it. But you, I, I always give credit where credit is due. I have a really big problem with that, um, especially on Instagram. People are posting each other's stuff and they're not saying where they got it. Yes. I won't do that. So right. um, when I find something from someone else, I'm always like, oh, so-and-so told me this one. But yeah, I was reading... Um, where was it? I think it was an article on it's Zook. Yeah, Zook. And they had some really cute ideas that I kind of changed around that I thought, you know, to myself, yeah, that's cute, but I'm going to make it cuter. Oh, Zeus. Like, there's some really... Zeus. That's what it is, Zeusk. right? Z-O-O-S-K? Okay, Zeus. Yes, yeah. Zeus. <laughs> some super cute ideas, like, that are just, like, one-liners that I think are so in right now, like, the one-line dating profile, which really, like, to me, I was like, oh, really? Can you do that? And then when I saw it being done, I was like, that is genius. I've yes. never heard of that. Share, share. 
for example, I wrote one the other day for one of my clients and it was like, she's brunette. And so dating in Charlotte, everyone's blonde. Everyone is blonde here. <laughs> so I said to her, let's do this. If, and she started her profile basically. Um, if you're searching for a brunette in a sea of blondes, I'm your girl or I'm your, you know, whatever, whatever. And she was like, oh, and I swear to God, she got like 50. I, it was nuts. She called me. She's like, I don't care. I can't weed through all these. And I got the pain. I'm like, oh my God. Yay. Oh, so um, cute. You know, just something different or like another one liner is like a greater than or less than thing is really hot right now. Like tacos, greater than pizza, dogs, greater than cats. And you just actually like write the greater than less than sign. Cute. And you just list a couple of things. It's so cute. And it gives people like an opportunity to actually like, instead of just writing back and saying, oh, I loved your picture with the kite yeah. or your, your dog is really cute. I mean, the guy can actually write back or the girl can write back and say, oh my God, I love your profile. I like tacos too. And pizza is really, so, you know, it gives you an opportunity to actually have a conversation. And I think it's just, you know, standing out, being different, being unique. Yes. I mean, it's so yes. hard to stand out. I'm helping a client so now hard. and I will definitely tell her this because I actually yeah. told her to keep it short and sweet, you know, short always, sweet. always, because nobody's yep. going to read a, you know, a freaking novel. They're just not going to do it. So she nope. probably has three or four sentences, which it's all really cute. It's not, you know, it's easy to read and all that. Yeah. But I like yeah. this idea. I like this idea a lot. I think that's really, really cute. You know what else is super cute, Erin? Doing like um, something by day, something by night. So let's say she's like a oh, teacher by yes. day. So she like something by day. And then at night, she's like a TV binge watcher, but you like make it creative. So like teacher, blah, 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 by day and something, you know what I'm saying? It's super yes, cute too. Yes, yeah, I love one. it. You know, we're giving them advice and we're trying to help and we're helpers. I mean, I don't know what your Enneagram is, but I'm a helper on Enneagram scale. Have you done your Enneagram test? Yeah, um, I think I'm, I don't know if I've done it. Have I, um, I think I'm a helper. Wait a minute, I think I'm, is that the INJ whatever? Like a number, it would be like a number, like a, um, no, like I don't a, think I've done it. Like a four wing five. Okay, I'll send it to you, but I'm sure you're a helper like I am because sure. we're very similar. Um, and we yes. love to help people, right? So that yes. would make sense. But I think that I've, I've had similar situations where people have told me they've made big life changes, you know, based on my advice or just, you know, what we've talked about yeah. or whatever. But again, ultimately it is their decision and we don't know what they were thinking before even right. having met right. us, right? Or even having exactly. heard anything we said. So I don't think we can take right. that completely on ourselves. But yes, that <laughs> that definitely played yeah. into my mind. Like, well, I hope that was the right decision, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> right. um, like, oh, okay. <laughs> But I think that we, you know, we both give sound advice. So I would hope that, um, I think so too. right. That yes. it would be, that it'd be a positive thing. Yes. So where do you see, was- I mean, my gosh, you've done so much with your two books oh. and you have your incredible podcast and this pilot. Oh, well, yeah, mine is, I, I'm telling you, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I swear to God, I tell people that I've heard, that I've heard the word no more than a flat girl in a strip club. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's I coming. Mean, the yes is coming. Imagine. Yes, if I could tell you the rooms that I've that this show has been in, like the people, like I can't. But it's been so close that to hear no again, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can last any longer. My poor children. <laughs> it's like oh. they see me. You know, I I can't quit because of them. You know, I would I, I would going. be like, don't even tell me it's being discussed until it's a yes. Like, don't even tell yes. me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I you know I just. And it's funny, I'm I, because of COVID, I'm not in LA. But the next time I am, I'll reach, I'll find you, and we'll have we'll have coffee. So, oh my God, I would love that. Well, I'm actually yeah. in San Francisco. I'm actually north of oh like an hour. You were in LA. 
No, no. I, I know. Everyone thinks I'm in LA. It's so funny. No, I'm actually in San Francisco. So I'm like, I'm in a town called Lathrop, which is like uh, equidistant from all the big cities. So I'm an hour from oh San Francisco, God. hour from Sac, and hour from San Jose. So it's awesome. really nice because people come to visit a lot because I'm kind of like right in the middle of everywhere. So it's kind of a nice that little. That is awesome. Yeah, kind of nice. And I live in kind of like a little Mayberry. It's literally like a throwback to when, you know, we borrowed eggs from neighbors and like everybody knew oh, everybody. and. Yeah, it's a That's great place nice. to raise a family. So I think we made a really well, good choice. <laughs> my son, my second son is looking at colleges now, and he wants to go to to San Diego State, I think. Oh, yeah. That's a He's really good school. A, yeah, so um, maybe I'll be in, out there anyway. <laughs> well, definitely. You are more than welcome to come visit anytime. I would absolutely love it. So you've written the screenplay. You have this amazing podcast. You have these two incredible books, best-selling books. What is – what are you wanting – to have in your future. I mean, it sounds like you've done almost oh. everything, right? What, what's on your list? Oh my gosh. You know what? I, gosh, I am so tired, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> so sleeping. <laughs> you know what? I, um, I am going to write my third book one day. I write really quickly. So when I decide to do it, I'll just sit down and write it, which is lucky for me. Yes. Um, it's going to be about dating, of course. I just don't know what I want it to look like yet. Mm -hmm. So when I do, I'm, I'm, I'll just do it. Um, so book three will probably be out next year. And then I think, you know, I'm going to take a break over the summer to say, um, get my son to Syracuse because I want to be with him before he goes. I'm very sad about that. But besides that, I think I just want to get healthy and um, mm -hmm. I, I just be happy and, and see what happens. You know, that's a good plan. That's it. That's all I got for you. That's, no, that, <laughs> that's a good plan. And then obviously you're going to keep helping your clients and you guys, if you yes. need any help, please reach out to Jennifer. We can help you with whatever stage of life you're in. If you're separated, needing to get divorced, or if you are divorced, or if you're, you know, thinking about getting a divorce. I mean, all of these things. Or if you are just new out in the dating world, which so many of us are, she is a great resource for you as well oh, for that. Thank you, Erin. Of thank course. You. Are there any tips that you can give people who are kind of starting out in the dating world, maybe after being divorced or just out yes. for the first time? You know what? I have a one-liner that I throw out and I use it for everything. And it really is my mantra. And I learned it from a good friend and colleague of mine. And he, when he said it to me, I was like, David, I'm stealing that from you. And I, I use it all the time. And I love him, David Glass. So I say this to all my clients and all my people that are dating. It's not about finding the right partner. It's about being the right partner. Oh, I love that. Don't you love that? Love, I it. love it. So I've stolen it and I've taken so it as true. my own. And he said he doesn't mind. It's actually for his dad said it to him one day when he was getting married. Mm. It's not about finding the right partner. It's about being the right partner. And I don't think I learned that until I got divorced. You know, I found this great man. He was the perfect sperm. I tell people he was the perfect <laughs> sperm. I swear to you, if I could find a more perfect sperm, I, I could not find one. He was amazing. Aww. And I was looking for a great father at the time. I, I knew he was going to be a great dad to my kids. You know, I, I wasn't treating him like a good husband. And I, I think that's the problem. You know, I, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a good partner myself. I wasn't a good wife. So be ready to be a good partner to your spouse. It's not about finding that person. It's about being the good person, right? So. Yes. And I hate that, you know, you complete me. You know, we grew up hearing that, right? That we're trying to have yes. someone complete us. And I hate, hate hearing yeah. that because, right. no, you are whole. You yourself are whole or should be before right. getting into any relationship. You should be a whole oh, person amen. and complete. Yes. That was my biggest problem too, Erin. I dated too soon after my divorce. I got into horrible relationships with, with people that were just... Uh, 
awful mm -hmm. because I wasn't ready. I was not whole. I was not complete. It wasn't until I did work on myself that I found this man that now I've been with four years and is fabulous because I'm okay and I'm healthy and in a good place. So That's wonderful. And when you say you worked on yeah. yourself, are we talking about therapy, meditation, all of the above? Everything. Yeah. Oh my God. Anything I could do to fix my, I mean, I'm telling you, I read, I did some, you know, self-healing. I went to empowerment camps. I meditated. I did yoga. I just said to myself, oh my God, Jennifer, you've got to get your crap together. And then I stopped dating as a sport. You can be alone. It's okay to be alone. I didn't think I could be alone. When I realized that I could sit in my space alone, I found my boyfriend, I found Jim because mm -hmm. I thought I had to have someone all the time. I thought, you know, uh, Tinder and swiping and buzzing and beeping. Right. It's okay to be alone. It's okay. Yep, exactly. And you have to be okay with it before you can even be in a relationship because yep. if you are just wanting to find someone so you're never alone, that is the worst possible reason to be in a relationship. Ever. 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 Exactly. Ever. Yeah, it's so, yeah. so important. So, no, it's so wise. I love you, Erin. Oh. I love you. Okay. I think you're so smart. You're just great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Well, I really, really enjoyed our conversation. There's so much more that we could talk about. But you guys, please go read her books and please do reach out to her. She and I both just love helping people and it's just so rewarding. I'm sure you can agree. You know, when, when you help someone, it's the most rewarding thing. I can't think of anything else that's more rewarding than that. So we're just here to help. <laughs> That's right. That's right, girl. That's it. And um, you need to get a job on The Bachelor League. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would not turn one down. That would be incredible. So much fun. I don't know how my husband would feel about that with the two kiddos at home, but you know, yeah. um, maybe later, maybe later in life. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that they definitely need some people to come in and and help out and uh, and guide these these poor women. But hey, if they go older, they're gonna be better they're going to be doing you know better on their own I so i think that honestly is the biggest the biggest problem is just that they're yep. skewing too young that is the biggest problem I that i see i agree yeah. i totally agree with you so the maturity level i 100 percent. i don't know i mean we'll see what who the next lead is i mean there's some rumors out there that hasn't been you know uh confirmed yet but if that's who the next lead is i think we'll be in a better spot for the next season, but you know, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's definitely, yeah. definitely keeps us watching. That's for sure. And I'm glad whatever connected us, I'm glad for that, Jennifer. <laughs> me too. Me too. It was that, that Instagram feed of yours. It's just amazing. Oh, we'll keep all, you know, that's why I love it. I love it. Thank you, Erin, for having me. Thank you so much. And please tell everyone where they can find you and everywhere. If you have a website, oh, so please easy. share it. Mm -hmm. I made it easy for you. It's jenniferherbits.com. Everything you need is there. Oh, perfect. Look at that. And yes, on an Instagram, your handle as it's well. Doing relationships right. Perfect. Okay. And yeah. I know you will be back because I just adore you and I would love to have you come Aww. back on. And uh, you Anytime. guys. Oh, thank you. You guys, thank you so much for listening. It does mean the world to me and to Jennifer. And please, please, please stay safe out there, but always stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. Bye.